Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, the show where two guys cling to the hope that someday... Somebody will watch this show. I am Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, and he is James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And James, how are you doing today, buddy? I am spectacular. We've had some gaps here where I didn't have to talk to you, and I'm refreshed and feeling great. And now we're undoing that as we speak. Well, the gap is the usual gap. Like this show has been, has been, I don't think we've been affected on this show, have we? No, I guess not. I guess we just ran out of time last week. We we actually have many questions for 10 minutes to save your marriage, but we didn't have the extra 10 minutes to record it. So somebody's desperate <laughs> well, relationship question went unanswered and probably ended in catastrophe <laughs> because we were too irresponsible to budget our time better. Well, I was here with bells on waiting for you, and James Breakwell's life is always a mystery to me. He barely has time to keep up with his own endeavors, much less yours. You are a liar, and that's okay. <laughs> we we all know this. You spew falsehoods, but that's okay because your life and the chaos that surrounds it is a source of continual content for this podcast, and this I week... This week, yeah. things get better. Last week, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you bought you you were buying a big plot of land in the middle of nowhere. Then you abandoned that. You bought a a barren patch of land filled with rattlesnakes and a BDSM cabin, and things were like looking good. And now, now it looks like you're going to be homeless and living in a camper. So today, we're going to talk about campers. I just they're the gift that keeps on giving. I I love it. Please never get Jeez, your act together. I don't understand your fascination with this whole thread. Like, uh, to me, it's just living one day to the next in a semi-organized way. But to you, this is a Cuisinart, and you just want to sit back and relax and watch the damage occur. You're going from a neighborhood where the fact that somebody set off fireworks one day after 4th of July, once a year, made you move... <laughs> to a cabin owned by a criminal full of gallons of lube and rattlesnakes. And now you can't even yeah. live in that. You're going to get the camper. So what, what's the story with the camper? Let's just get everybody uh, up so, to speed. <laughs> and the camper is the reason that there was no 10 minutes to save your marriage last week. Well, it's among the reasons. My overall disdain for James Breakwell was a guiding light of course. also. But uh, so the cabin... The lube cabin, the snake cabin. <laughs> right, let's call it the lube cabin from now on. That'll, that'll make it much easier to differentiate from all the other cabins we talk about. <laughs> yeah, they both have snakes, but only one had uh, the uh, the king can of lube in it. But uh, that one, we have to de-rodent it, de-snake it, we have to debug it, and we have to de-ugh it. And that's going to take a little while. So Mrs. Steve does not want to live in that cabin more importantly, I think I mentioned last week that the shower doesn't work. Like there was a one of the pipes burst in the wall and that has to get torn down and fixed. So we would have no place to shower. Uh, I think there's something in the small cabin wrong with the water heater too. So those things have to get fixed. 
Plus, there is a six-day gap in between closing on this house that I'm sitting in right now and the new place, the lube cabin. So <laughs> the plan for the time being, and this can change because, James, unlike you, some people's lives are filled with zeal. But we plan to buy a camper now and park it next to the lube cabin and hook it up to the garden hose or the uh, the water. We'll have water in the camper and then hook it up to the electricity. So we'll have electric and water in the cabin. Sorry, <laughs> in the camper, those two words sound more alike than they should. That's why we got to stick with lube cabin. <laughs> but so we're going to have water and electricity and live in there quite a bit, but we can use the space in the lube cabin. It's just going to have workers and potentially snakes and other, I don't know, festering things that the guy left behind that are still undiscovered. Mrs. Steve hasn't gone through every inch of that place, and probably that's why she's not completely creeped out with buying it. But uh, anyway, that's the reason. That's what we're doing. And now we're looking for a camper and uh, potentially a truck to pull the camper. And so it's uh, a little bit of a mess. So during those six days, are they going to let you squat on the property you haven't paid for yet? Or are you going to be like set up in a Walmart parking lot somewhere? We will. We will either. (laughs) Thank you for pulling Walmart as the first option where we would end up. (laughs) Hey, they they are open to campers. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's you know it's it's where you're headed in life. Yeah. Well, this creates. Herein lies the issue with needing a truck. Like uh, the bigger campers are called fifth wheels, Mm -hmm. and you can't just hook your tow hitch up to one of those. You need a special hitch that is installed in the bed of a special truck. Like the truck has to have a certain clearance in the bed. So anyway, all of that to say, if we don't get that special truck in time, we need to have the camper delivered, at which point we will live in a hotel until the camper is delivered. Because once the camper is delivered, it stays wherever it has been delivered until we get a truck with that special doohiggy in it. If we get a truck in the meantime, we'll probably take the camper to a campground and hook up to their electric and water and then live there until we close on the lube cabin and then just drive it up there for plan A. So it depends a little bit on the truck status, but we've always got in our hip pocket that we will stay in a hotel, which we stayed in a hotel for a little over a month between houses last time. So that's not uncommon because the closings never line up on the same day. So anyway, those are the plans. I, I don't want to stray too far from the uh, from the camper, but the lube cabin keeps drawing me back for some reason. Are you sure you just shouldn't just bulldoze the thing and start over? Man, that so that was on the table. Okay. That was never off the table. But the lube cabin, two reasons that we're not going to do that. We're going to fix it and probably add a second story to it eventually to make it into our regular house. But one, it's a kick-ass cabin. Like, it was built by someone who had money and hired someone who knew what they were doing to put this thing together. Had it not sat untouched for three years, the pipes wouldn't have gone haywire and mice wouldn't have crapped in all of the kitchen cabinets. So the bones of the place are fabulous. And then the second reason is we do kind of need a place to stay while all the construction is being done. And uh, the cabin gives us options. We can live in the cabin once it's cleaned for two years. Uh, Wait, not a place to stay. We need a place to stay while we're getting money together to do all the other stuff. So the cabin can be that place while we are amassing a small fortune to put a second story and a deck that will overlook the entire valley. 
and a moat, I assume, and a drawbridge and some turrets and all all that good stuff. I told you the place is surrounded by barbed wire and there's a huge iron gate at the driveway. And the driveway is, without exaggerating, it's at least a third of a mile between the road and the house. So I assume you will be getting a golf cart because I can't imagine you walking a third of a mile each way every day to check your mail. <laughs> we, I don't know about a golf cart, but uh, maybe a horse, uh, it's, a uh, dirt bike, drivable. <laughs> now we're going to get ATVs that are able to handle the terrain and be able to get out to different parts of the property. All right, so back to the camper because this is something that's actually crossed my mind before. As I was looking for Airbnbs <laughs> and taking my kids around, it's like, wouldn't it be easier if we just had the sleeping space with us and we we took yes. it there? Now there were a lot of drawbacks. That one, driving a vehicle that big terrifies me. Two, yes, uh, I think it's really hard to find a good one. Some people say they're all bad and they're all poorly made, and you know, there's there's a million different kinds of them out there. So it was it was a little overwhelming to start looking at what was out there. Now, what are you looking for in your fifth wheel? Because I know you, I, well, I used to think you had exacting standards back when you lived in the Steve Olivas Manor in the, the no fireworks zone. But <laughs> now that you're moving to Rattlesnake Ranch with the lube cow, I'm not sure anymore. So where on the spectrum does this camper fall in terms of luxury versus utility? It, uh, that ball has bounced around a little bit. Uh, First, uh, let me get back to your initial quest to find one. I wouldn't recommend buying one for your situation because you're not going to use it that much. I'd recommend renting one. Yeah. That uh, you can rent a big one and you still have to sort of grind your teeth and white knuckle it while you're driving. But then you just give the damn thing back when you're done with it and wash <laughs> your hands of the whole thing. We have we looked first for... We we we're not, we never really looked for a new one. Like we would like to buy one that we can just sell when we're done using it, or at least have that option and still recoup most of our money. Mm -hmm. So we went to a dealership, which tend to sell higher end ones and also have a little bit of a big built into the price. And we decided that was a bridge too far for Olivas. So then we started hitting the used market, and then we put the idea on the back burner for a while, as is evidenced by your new fascination with this, because now it's on the <laughs> table again because my wife happened upon somebody who had a camper at a like a, one of those sleazy used car lots <laughs> and was able to work a deal with them but then realized when she hit Facebook Marketplace that we can get better deals from private people. So Mrs. Steve, literally as we are talking, is headed up to the Kentucky border <laughs> to look at a, a steal, James. It's a steal, man. And what makes it a steal? Is it's she... a great price for a livable situation. I was hoping she was literally going to steal it. Because at this point, I would not put anything back or past <laughs> Mrs. Steve. She's very capable. She had that body crawl space for a while with the secret room she built. You know, anything's possible. <laughs> so how many how many beds, how many baths? Like, walk me through the features of this steal of a camper. We are just the two of us. Now, son leaves for school again toward the end of August. So there is the, the circles on that Venn diagram cross a little bit, but every camper has the capability to break the kitchen table down into a bed. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at a fifth wheel or a pull behind or a drivable kind of RV camper. They all have that feature. So he'll probably sleep on the kitchen table area for the week that we overlap. Outside of that, it's just two of us. So we have the bedroom that's sort of in the back, and then we want a living room instead of what they call a bunkhouse, 
which is uh, some of the uh, campers have, if you have kids, there's a space that's like an extra bedroom that has bunks, mm. like two or three extra beds in there for the kids. We don't need any of that noise. We just want living area. So living room, kitchen, bedroom is basically how the ones we are looking at are laid out. Your son has to be so excited that he's going back to his residential school. The fact that he's... <laughs> For he many o- reasons. He only has to sleep on the dinner table in an RV for a week. And then he gets to go back to pretending to be a normal person. And he'll lie <laughs> and he'll say his parents have a regular house, not surrounded by rattlesnakes, not full of lube, not with a camper hooked up next door where they live most of the time because the rodents and the rattlesnakes are such a problem. And by the way, it blows my mind that you have a rodent problem and a rattlesnake problem. You should definitely have one or the other i don't know how you ended up with both those two things should cancel each other out i know but i'm guessing that they sort of one leads to the other that the snake comes around driving the mice indoors and the mice being around at all is what attracts all of the snakes now my son could live in the little cabin in the meantime and uh, we are happy to set up his stuff but we do have the rattlesnake potential mice problem that he will have to cope with on his own <laughs> these are choices that life offers james i, I love your, your your 16 or 17 year old son you're like all right so do you want to stay in an rv with mom and dad or get a cabin yeah. yourself but fight the rattlesnakes and really yeah. i mean but there's nothing to stop the rattlesnakes from surrounding the rv either it's not like it's snake proof you could walk out the door and step on one and I've got yeah. to imagine that RV, since it's a little bit off the ground, it's going to offer some shade. So, in fact, underneath the yeah. RV might be like a, a prime snake napping spot. Well, particularly because it is going to be sort of sidled up next to the cabin where all the food is. Because Ooh. that's where all the mice hang out by the wood piles. And I, I guess I, my favorite part of this is your trust, and maybe maybe you have a better track record the, with this than I do, but your assumption that you're going to only be in this RV for a little bit because your contractors are both going to show up and then actually finish the job, <laughs> which on both counts is not what's happened with any contractor I've ever hired. Contracting when you are remote or rural becomes a bit of a, an issue. Like, we haven't been there long. One thing, hold on, let me think of one thought at a time. <laughs> one thing I'm very good at is kind of getting in with the locals. Okay. Like, I know everybody at the gas station right now. We eat at Waffle House every Sunday. We know everybody there. That's because Dr. Steve talks to people and I pay attention. I remember people's names and their stories and it's all going to be good, but... We haven't been there for me to infuse myself yet. So nobody from the Nashville area is willing to drive out there and do work. And I don't know anybody out there to drop a dime and get them on the property to do some work. So right now, this is completely in the hands of Mrs. Steve, who doesn't have quite the patience for people that I do when it comes to dealing with uh, dealing with worker types. Yeah, and it really is a type, isn't it? Like, if there were any other field where you showed up, like, some of the time and did some of the work, you would be out of business. But contractors, like, that just seems to be par for the course. Good ones, bad ones, it doesn't matter. They're all, they all end up kind of unreliable. And and that's just how it is. And I don't know why, you'd think eventually there'd be enough demand that more people would enter enter the contractor field. There'd, There'd be competition and they'd shape up. But that's just not the way it works. Either that, or I am just... Just a particularly susceptible mark drawing in all the bad contractors <laughs> while the good contractors go down to rattlesnake country and deal with things there 
Well, I'll let you know as that saga unfolds, because as for now, we don't technically own it. So we haven't dipped our toe in that water. It, now, the RV, is that going to be turnkey or is that going to require renovations as well? No, no, that'll be turnkey. Gotcha. How old yeah, is Yeah, we did look at one that needed renovation and walked in and thought, all right, this is a little more than we're willing to take on at this point. Yeah, people, I mean, there are entire YouTube channels dedicated to that. People renovating vans, renovating RVs, renovating school buses and all of that. It always looks cool until they show the toilet. It's like a composting toilet. It's like, yeah, me and my four kids <laughs> use this and we just toss some sawdust on top of it and we're good to go. And I'm like, nope. Out of there, not working, not happening. So, yeah, I, I very much am glad I don't live in a bus. I'm sure your son is very much glad he's not going to be in the RV. And I'm sure you'll be glad to get out of it. Although I am impressed you actually uh, have a line on an RV. I kind of wondered if you wouldn't end up with, like, a horse trailer or something. Just throw an air mattress and back and make it work for a few months. <laughs> no, and the nice thing about the lube cabin is that the toilet works fine and it's on city water. So we can always use that toilet and not worry about gray water outside of the shower water in the camper. You just have to worry about rattlesnakes in the middle of the night and the walk between the two. And again, you know, if you, if you were to get bit by a rattlesnake, I feel like all of Mrs. Steve's plans would come together and she'd have the lube cabin and the lube estate all to herself. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> perhaps, but I will... I'll, like, uh, shout a warning to the rattlesnakes from, like, the screen door before I step <laughs> out of the RV. Just let them know that it's time to, to recede, maybe two, three feet like Moses parting the Red Sea, and then I'll sort of run across and get inside the cabin. You will either scare them away or just <clears throat> cue them up that dinner is coming. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> There's no way to be sure. Yeah, I saw, speaking of the, the RV rentals, I realized that was a thing. And RV rentals are expensive, but not compared to like buying an RV. Cause you, you can rent one. It ends up like, you know, there's always the fees and stuff. I think you realistically, if you're going to go away for a weekend, you're probably looking at five or $600, which really doesn't save you any money over a hotel necessarily, but it does save you money over paying for an RV, which like the, the prices on them are just the, the, the range is astronomical. I think you can get, I mean, you can get some in probably the 20 or $30,000 range that have been around on the road for 30 years and might explode. And you can get some that are worth twice as much as my house. And there's everything in between. Yeah. And twice as much as your house. I know what your house is valued at. It, they're, they're higher than that even. James. Oh, really? Like some of the tour buses that go out. Yeah. Yeah, I got a buddy who uh, paints those for a living, and he works for a company that sells and rents those for a living, and those can go well, well north of half a million bucks. You can get uh, probably 1.2 million. You can get a pretty nicely decked out tour bus. You know what? Actually, now that you mentioned that, when I was doing RVs, I finally thought, okay, let's just go into fantasy land here and see what's possible. I, I, I did. <laughs> I pulled up those million dollar RVs, or they, they're yeah. tour buses at that point. They're buses that have been converted for like celebrities. It was incredible. Now, uh, what is that? It's there's Hank Green and there's the other Green. The guys, they're best selling authors. And, like when they go on book tours, like their their <clears> publishing <throat> house gets them one of those buses, and they just travel <laughs> the country doing that. 
that. Like, holy cow, that's uh, I have I have failed so much in every stage of my life. It's you know, it, it doesn't hurt so much when you don't know what's possible, but when you see somebody yeah. who's actually succeeded, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like my uh, you know, my my book tour is like doing Zoom calls with people, and here they've got a you know a million dollar bus <laughs> driving this guy around the country, complete with driver. It's probably he, got a nice wrap with his picture on it oh, around yeah. the side of the bus. It, it, yeah. it absolutely did, and he was not driving that bus himself. So he was just sitting in back, sipping a cappuccino. <laughs> sitting in the workspace writing a book while somebody drove him around in luxury nice. and uh and yeah that's the difference between him and me everything literally everything so <laughs> <laughs> no no you're both authors james Come Te- on. technically yes we are both authors it's just you know my uh the books that i sell would be like a decimal point or a rounding error for the books that he sells <laughs> rounding error oh all right well that gives you something to shoot for with your next publication. There you go. If I if they don't give me a million dollar bus tour, I am out of there. Forget it. <laughs> for those, you those... put your foot down, James. Exactly. I am. I am not worth it at all. But maybe they won't know that. Let's just hope they don't check the records at all. But I <laughs> just open the negotiation with, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> That'll set the tone. Oh, I can't. I can't imagine anyone has ever used that phrase and not had it blow up in your face. Like, even if you are somebody <laughs> who they should know who you are, like by the time you come in from that angle like you are just you are done for the uh but the rvs though i guess the advantage of them and you're not going to be using it in this way but uh, i i read a big uh, essay by somebody who was absolutely against rvs and they went on a tour with one for their magazine and they said it was incredible because they would just like go to a national park and you get in and you're tired and you're sweaty and your house is just there in the parking lot and you're done there's yeah. no commute you just wherever you go you don't have to pack or unpack the house is there with you and my wife and i have kind of tossed around the idea that maybe someday when we retire uh you know should that ever happen and it probably won't but you know we could get an rv and, and be those vagabonds who tour the country just driving from here and there and i could write books and she could drive it or hopefully by then science fiction will have taken over and they'd be self-driving which would solve all of our problems and you just go to bed and you wake up in a new city and you've got all your dressers and all that stuff there so that's that's my dream life and i'll have you note that it does not include any lube cabin or rattlesnakes so you and i are, are headed in very different directions it may not include lube cabins and rattlesnake ranches, but it should include wrong and wronger. Well, absolutely. I mean, we will be wrong about many things. In fact, the fact that we are even thinking about an RV now that I know that you are into RVs shows me that I'm definitely on the wrong track. But I guess I can, as always, use your, your life as a, a negative example and see everything that goes wrong with you and, and, and try to avoid that. So are you, uh, I guess, oh, ooh, here's the juicy angle. Now, you, of course, are the, at the height of propriety and don't want to uh, you know, have ridiculous things parked in front of your house. If you get this RV, are you going to park? in front of your house in your current very fancy neighborhood well there again we come back to whether or not we get a truck if we don't get a truck then uh, it will remain on the rv lot until they deliver it after our closing date if we do get a truck then absolutely and uh, they can come kiss my ass if they don't like <laughs> to park there for a week and a half what are they going to do we have no neighborhood association that's part of mrs steve's demands when we looked at a house three years ago I just love that you're getting a a mobile home situation that's going to be completely immobile. Like you're going to get it without the truck possibly, <laughs> and it's just going to go yeah. there and it's going to be stuck unless they, you know, they she like gets a yoke for you and ties you up and has you drag it around. And I, I don't think you're up to it anymore. You're not a young man. 
No, I'm not, but I wouldn't put that thought out of the realm of possibility in Mrs. Steve's head. Yeah, I mean, you gotta gotta prove your use somehow, I guess. But man, this is this is, your adventure just keeps getting more and more out there, <laughs> and I can't wait to see what's gonna happen next week. We've got the lube cabin, we've got rattlesnakes, we've got the RV now. I gotta think we're gonna ha- we're gonna add like bears and questionable hitchhikers. I mean, there's just this adventure is just gonna get bigger and bigger, and I hope it never ends. <laughs> well, we are. Uh... You never really take from Mother Nature. You just sort of uh, coexist happily. And so we'll see what happens out there after dark. There are predators and prey. Like, it's part of the food chain out there. Have you been out there at night yet? No. So you're pretty far from civilization. I bet the stars are incredible. And you'll be staring up at them, marveling at the wonder of the universe as a snake comes up and bites you on the butt and you die. But at least you'll go out to an incredible view. Boy, that's so unlike you to put such a sweet spin on it, James. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, speaking of spinning, we got to spin off into space and disappear back into your phone while you get to the rest of your life. James, I got to let you go. I'm sorry, man. I am heartbroken, we're going to say, but I, I respect your wishes. It is my wish to end on time this week, so... This has been another episode of Wrong and Wronger, where I'm still amazed at James's fascination with my life, and we will ride that pony till it dies. But until we meet again, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, thanks for supporting the show, and thanks for not telling any of your friends. We do appreciate the anonymity. And until we meet again, always remember that two wrongs can make a right.